Welcome back. This is episode five of How to Get Scouted. You're with Drew. And you're with Olu. And we're going to speak about today, Drew, the life after being successful at a trial. Right. So the trial goes well and you get picked. Yes, you get picked. You get uh, scouted. You get scouted. And that's what everyone dreams of. Every boy dreams. So... The next girls step. too, Olive. girls, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> girls too as well. Yeah, as well. I think that we should do an episode on girls getting scouted. Hundred percent, because that's that's the next thing now. Yeah, you know, it's the next thing, especially with how the WSL is growing, yeah. and 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 the um, investment that's been put in the female football. So definitely, um, but the next stage is you be signing your contract. Right, which is a big moment, a big moment for the player, big moment for the um, player's family um, and coaches as well. So um, what the club will do, it just depends what age group you are. Uh, they'll either send the contract to your email and then you'd come in on a day to actually sign it with, um, with, the, with the staff of the football club. But before that, is there any room for negotiation? In well, that in the contract, I mean, if it says something, you think I can't, I can't, I can't live with that in my in my contract. Take that clause out or amend that clause, change it. How does it work? Or do do, do, do the clubs say take it or leave it? <laughs> I mean, that would be mean <laughs> if club did say that. Um, but it just depends at what age um, the player is at. If we're talking about maybe um, under 18s upwards, right? then that's a different case um, when the contract gets sent, right? The under-18 player would have an agent um, or someone who's representing him. Mm, a lawyer. Right? A lawyer as well to look over it. And if they wish to negotiate, then there's that meeting um, that that the agent and the player would come in and say, actually, we want this. Mm. Because then the boy could even have other offers from different mm. clubs. So obviously the boy's going to go to the best offer. But however, if he wants to maybe go to club B, right, who ain't offering the best, he's going to want to negotiate so he can get nearer to the best. Right. And if it's for like maybe... Um, under 16 or under 15 even under 16 there's still room to negotiate as well mm. as well but if it's you know anything under 15 and down right the club's giving you like a one year contract mm. some give two or whatever but it's one year so you just take that one year and mm. see how you do and as well it depends what level you're at you know um, I like to segment players in gold silver and bronze um, gold meaning the best, bronze meaning not so good, right? So if you're a gold player, then you've got the leverage to negotiate. And if you're a bronze player, you just take what's on the table, mate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in this contract, there's a commitment from the club mm. to train you, to support you. Is there any money involved? Yeah, yeah. There's money um, at the under 18s um, level upwards. Um, you know, it just it just varies uh, from cat one, cat two, cat three clubs. Um, these categories are clubs with the best um, facilities. Um, so 
Cat One will be Arsenal, the Man City's Cat Two will be like QPR, mm. and you know, uh, Cat Three are like Old Oldenham and you know the other clubs. So, so yeah, um, it just depends. I mean, if you're Arsenal, <coughs> you'd be on quite a lot as a under 18s and especially a first year pro. Mm. And then if you're at, you you know a Cat Three clubs, you 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 won't be, but. Me personally, players really shouldn't focus on the money, you know. Um, they should focus on the game. Like at the club, the club's giving you everything for you to improve. On right at that age, the money's a bonus mm. because what you be getting in three to five years will be way different. Mm. You know, you'd be on a lot. Mm. So, I mean, I've seen players who who who's been on five k a week. Um, you know, and. As a young player, he's been on 5k a week and the money got to the head and um, didn't work out well. Now, the same player, it's not even in a professional game, mm. you know? Mm. Yeah. Arsenal Wenger was so good at it. He didn't give young players um, a, high, a lot of money. He didn't give them a lot of money because he knew what money does to young players. You know, your, your head can swell. You know, so what he used to do, he used to, you know, put them on, you know, very low money as mm. long as possible so he can build their hunger up and then they break into the first team and he's still going to humble them. You're not getting a new contract. You still need to prove yourself more. That player then becomes so, so hungry because he's around the first team. He's seeing all the success around him and he's going to be so hungry to do well on that pitch. Yeah. You know, yeah. And then he gets handed the contract. Yeah. And money is not the motivation at that point. The motivation yeah. is to get to the first team yeah. and be a great player. Get to the first team, be the best player you can be. Yeah. And then from there, everything will take. take. So yeah, as I said, every um, boy's dream is signing that contract. But that contract means that you haven't made it. You've nowhere near made it. You've still got a lot to improve. Yeah. Uh, the next thing, um, Drew, is uh, the player needs to adapt to that new environment, right? You've got, in in a training ground, there's so many um, different staff that's there, uh, so many different people, and the whole culture of the football club could be new to you. Mm. So you really need to adapt because then you've got the, you might have the under-18s, under-21s, and then the first team, you know, you have the, you know, um, coaching staff and the chefs and the um, administrators um, and the people who you know wash your kids and stuff like that so and those those people they create the environment pass through so you might not think that those people are important but when it's decision time right I'm not saying most will but they might ask that lady what do you think of him how is he around the ground is he a good player? Like, is he nice to you? Mm. You know, and that might, you know, if, if you are nice, well done, it might, you know, affect the, um, the length of your stay mm. at the club. If mm. you're not, then obviously it won't. Uh, so, yeah, getting used to that environment, um, you know, knowing your teammates, the culture, and yeah. Um, the next thing as well is, um, is the physical demand uh, that would increase in your body. Especially when you start training twice a day, right? 
um, will be sore when you sleep like a baby. Right. I know a lot of uh, footballers have had that one where you've trained twice, you're knackered, you just hit the bed and you don't know what happened, you just sleep. Yeah. And that sleep is one of the best sleep ever, Drew. Yeah. And it's important that we've spoken yeah. about this before, but sleep yeah. is really important. Very important, yeah. Very important. Mm. Especially getting eight hours of sleep important. I mean, I didn't get eight hours of sleep today, but <laughs> I'm going to try it tomorrow. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um, yeah, so the physical demand will uh, increase on your body. And that's when, obviously, you start, um, you need to take the right, um, the right nutrition to eat. And also... Um, make sure you're doing your recovery to prevent injuries. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Also as well, it's followed by handling pressure and expert, um, expectations as well. Um, because just because you've been successful at that trial doesn't mean that, all right, you can just, you know... Cruise. Cruise. You know, you then need to on the next performance mm. I mean the club's giving you the facilities for you to train every day right not every day but most days and for you to you know gain access to the gym for mm. free and for you to eat good food as well right you should then be using that as a factor even doing more when everyone's going home you just stay and work on your weaknesses you know when everyone's um, about to leave the gym, you stay and work on something else. You know, you've got, you've got to do the extra, extra then, because most people in the clubs will get comfortable and the key is don't get comfortable. Yeah. That's, 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 what, that's what I think, right? It's and people. when you talk about the, the pressure, mm. you know, you, you put yourself under pressure, there's pressure coming from the coach yeah. and from the other players, uh, there's competition. Is there help in terms of talking therapy? I mean, it, do, do, do people, do clubs offer that kind of service where you might go and speak to someone once a week? How is your week? How, is your, how are you dealing with the pressure? What do you do to relieve the pressure? Is there facilities there or you have to find it yourself? Uh, it just depends, right, on which club. Um, for... From what I do know is some players they might get a mindset coach, right? A mindset coach. Yeah, a mindset coach. Mm. Um, because you're right. I mean, there's there's a lot of pressure, and these are stuff that you need to speak to a professional about. Because um, they will ask you the right question, and they will hit the you know no on the head mm. with why and what's going on, and give you the tools to be able to deal with the pressure. Absolutely, they'll give you the tools as well. Yeah. Um, one of my players that was at Ipswich, he had a mindset coach and his dad got that for him. Yeah. The club didn't get it for him, but his dad thought that is very helpful. And I told his dad, good job. Like, that is very helpful. Yeah. Okay. You know, so, um, so you are right, you know, um, handling pressure um, is key, but especially if you have the right tools, you know. Moving on, Drew is um, balancing uh, personal life and career. So this could be, you know, just finding the in-between of 
you know your football career and then having time with family and friends also pursuing personal interest interests sorry and also managing your finances so it's very important to have that balance and also it's very important to keep yourself out of trouble and the public eye um but obviously that's that's when obviously you've you've, you've made a lot of appearances in the first team but as a youth you've got to be very disciplined right um you might not even have uh, a lot of time to spend with your family and friends because obviously you would be so focused on hitting your targets and goals right but it, it is very important to you know just sometime take that break away or to have fun and stay grounded yeah you know have fun and stay grounded yeah and then let your hair down every now and then because it's needed you know, um, and then moving on from that is developing your skills and career. So this means um, you know working with coaches closely, set personal goals. You know, dedicating time to develop your skills. Also network with other players and industry uh, professional who can also help you advance in your career and explore uh, future opportunities. So this is kind of life after football, right? Which, I mean, there's a percentage. I'm not going to say it because I don't know it and I do want to say the right percentage. Um, but majority, the majority of footballers end up broke after their careers. Really? Yes. Majorities of footballers they end up broke after their careers because <coughs> they spent it all. Yeah, well, they I mean, frittered it all away on fancy living and fancy cars, and then they've got nothing to show for it at the end. Yeah, I mean, is that? But then when you're getting a high salary and then your outgoings are also high, mm. then when that stops and you don't have a backup plan, right? The numbers are just going down in your account until. On, on until there's nothing to take out, <laughs> you know what I mean? So so that's that's mostly why. So now what players are doing, right? What players are doing is kind of setting up uh their careers while in football, you know. So sorry, is there's an estimate of forty percent of professional footballers Go that goes bankrupt within five years of retirement, and many more struggle financially in later life. Hmm. Right. So this is according to X Pro, an organization that helps professional footballers adapt to life after their playing careers. Yeah, because I suppose if you play until you're say thirty, mm. and you've been earning good money and spending lots of it. And you have got nothing to fall back on. Yeah. Uh, and you have no other career. I mean, I suppose people need to think like, what am I going to do for a living for the next 30 years? Mm. Yeah, no, definitely. And But that's when, while you're in football, you start to, you know, um, kind, of, kind of start to think about what you're going to do about after football. Because so with all that money that you're getting, you then invest it. I mean, you can look at... Um, um, Gary Neville, Ryan Giggs, and Paul Scholes—like they bought 
was it Paul Scholes? Yeah, well, they bought half of uh, Manchester. They bought a big chunk of Manchester property big, to big develop, chunk. didn't, didn't in they? Salford, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, they own hotels, football clubs as well. So now they're set. So now that, that they've all retired, right, they've set themselves. Mm. They've, they've got money coming in. They've got, you know, so most footballers should actually do this, whether it's investing in properties or whether it's, you know, starting a business. I know some footballers that started a clothing line that has been very successful, um, you know, so very key. Unless you're like David Beckham and you can, you know, start a club. <laughs> mm. You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> or mar- find a Spice Girl to marry, that helps too. <laughs> yeah, that helps as well, mate. Find, yeah. find the right woman because... If you get divorced, mate, she takes off. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. So find the right right one um, that doesn't love you for your money, that loves you for who you are. That will be hard. It will. I'll tell you that for sure. As a footballer, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm just saying stuff for you know that you know people can look out for. Um, moving on, um, <clears throat> giving back to the community. Great stuff. Mm. You know, as a professional footballer, you need to actually inspire other people as well. You've well, you've got you've got that that you can inspire. You've got that power, so it's very important with whatever you do. Um, go back to your community, whatever activities or you know initiatives that um, you can do. You always have to give back. You know. Mm. Whether it's building a football pitch or whether it's, you know, making um, visits to schools or, you know, um, you know, if it's just a local community or you're participating in um, charity events, anything like that, mm. right? Very important because that area that you're from, there will be loads of footballers that will be using you as a key example to why, to why they believe they can make it. Mm. Because X, Y, Z player came from there, went to this school, which mm. is just down my road. If he can make it, so can I. Mm. You know, as um, as young people would probably be looking at some footballers in in their areas that have made it. So um, you're giving these young players the belief. Mm. So that means um, you showing up there, mate. Their belief. I will tell you something, right? When I saw Terry Henry in Swiss Cottage Library. I remember this day, I'll never forget it. Sorry, Thierry, Thierry Henry was in Swiss Cottage Library? Swiss Cottage Library. <laughs> what was I he remember, doing there? I was studying for my exams, maths, right? By the way, I'm not a person to be at the library, I'll tell you that now, but I was there. And he was taking his daughter, I think he had a meeting with his daughter's uh, teacher. Mm. And then I saw him by the calf, I think it's the calf's on the second floor, right? And I was like, "Wow, Thierry Henry's right in front of me." I, he was with his mum, and I had to, I had to speak to him. I had to go speak to him, and he gave me his time and took a picture. Mate, Drew. After that day, I went for a run. That whole week, that whole months, I trained early in the morning. Mm. He put in some some next belief in me that I didn't know I had. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, obviously, he's not someone that that came from the area but he's someone that you know I look up to because I'm an Arsenal fan you know and so he had that effect on me so 
as a professional player, you can have that effect on mm. all the young people. And yeah, Drew, that's that's kind of it, really, for this episode. Okay, so what we've learned is there's a contract. We've learned it's not about the money. Mm-hmm. We've learned if you if you do earn some good money, don't spend it all on a Bentley in your first week. Put some yeah. aside, maybe yeah. invest it, find someone to trust, yeah. a good accountant maybe, and... Uh, Take time with your family. Yeah, yeah. A good, balanced lifestyle. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Olu. Excellent. Yeah. Till next time. Till next time. Thank you. Thanks for listening, guys.